With each module's curriculum, the expertise of the Inner MBA faculty moves us forward in our journey to become more wise and compassionate at work. We've created this podcast platform so that these sessions are available to you not only on the learning platform, but also here in audio format. It's our hope that having the core curriculum available in this way will enable you to experience these teachings at your own pace and in the way that works best for you. Hi, everyone. My name is Belinda Chu, and I am so delighted to be here on this journey with everyone. I am someone who believes in the power of the mind and the power of purposeful play and the power of compassionate leadership to help us and others be more authentically ourselves and to consider what is our role in playing as a force for good. And so today we're going to continue on this journey to increase our self-awareness create exceptional teams, and turn business into that force for good. And in module one, we explored mindfulness and self-awareness. Michelle Maldonado guided us so expertly through the importance of mind and body awareness and being present to the embodiment of mindsets and emotional experiences. In module two, we experienced the art of self-management. Jeremy Hunter led us through understanding where we are vis-a-vis the green zone to better manage what's going on inside. Today, we explore how compassion helps us to operationalize emotional and social intelligence at work. First, let's take a moment to arrive. Wherever you may be, whether you're seated or you're standing, just go ahead and allow yourself to come into a position that feels comfortable to you, a position that feels grounded, that you feel upright, but not uptight. Planting your feet on the ground, maybe lengthening your spine, imagining a silver cord is running through your spine all the way to the top of your head. You're welcome to even close your eyes or lower your gaze. And as you do this, just give yourself that reminder that your breath is there for you. And taking an inhale through your belly, through your ribs, your chest, and exhale through your chest, your ribs, your belly. Just notice as you're breathing how the earth is supporting you and how the earth is really supporting and holding all of us in this space. Take another inhale and an exhale and welcome. And as we begin our journey today, just giving ourselves also a reminder of some few guiding principles, giving the gift of our full presence. How do we bring a sense of curiosity, suspending judgment, moving from judgment to curiosity? How do we allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to play and maybe explore? Let's get started. So the question really is, to kick us off, what are the behaviors of high-performing me? Now, if you answered with something like being able to manage 
uncertainty, change, and constant external stimuli without getting overwhelmed while staying focused and building strong relationships, you're probably talking about leading with emotional and social intelligence. We hear this a lot, and some of us may be familiar, very familiar with emotional and social intelligence, and others may have heard about it. But what are we talking about when it comes to emotional intelligence? Well, often we think it means being even-keeled, calm, serene, and never getting upset 100% of the time. But if you're like me, that's probably not reality. And that's not what emotional and social intelligence is really about. It's not about manipulation, or it's, about, it's not really about just being calm, but it's about being intelligent about our relationships and being intelligent in them. It's about being wise about our emotions so that they can help us to cultivate stronger relationships to achieve mutually beneficial goals. Now, according to author Daniel Goldman, emotional intelligence is the capacity to recognize our own feelings and those of others and to manage emotions effectively in ourselves and in our relationships. Daniel Goldman frames it as the intrapersonal and the interpersonal. So the intrapersonal explores the inner work, self-awareness, what's going on with me, self-management, how do I manage what's going on with me? The interpersonal explores the inner and outer worlds at play. So there's social awareness, what's going on around me? Relationship management, how do I manage what's going on with us? It's not rocket science, right? So while the first two modules we experience raise attention as to why and how often we are unaware of the inner stuff, let alone the outer stuff. And even if we are aware of our stuff, that's not the complete story. It's easier to manage our stuff when we live in a vacuum. But of course, we don't. We live in a world with other human beings all carrying around their own stuff, whether it's known or unknown to them. And often their stuff doesn't align with our stuff. And there's this social component that changes everything. It makes the inner work of practicing self-awareness and self-management that much more challenging, especially in the context of an external world we have little control over. After all, we don't have control over other people's thoughts, actions, or emotions. Social intelligence brings us out into the world. As former CEO and professor Bill George says, how can I have great relationships with other people if I don't know who I am? And while we begin with the inner work, we must get outside of our heads to be effective in the world. Social awareness is about sensing and understanding others' feelings and thoughts. Relationship management or social facility allows for smooth and effective interaction with others. Edward Thorndike of Columbia University and noted that social intelligence is a keen awareness of the value of social connections, the ability to take another's perspective and the capacity to engage in satisfying relationships. Particularly in the social neuroscience work of John Cacciopo and Gary Bernstein in the 1990s, it underscores how we as human beings are inextricably connected with each other. Most of us face the daily challenge of being human and living with other human beings. And as Chris Ernst, Chief Learning Officer of Workday notes, to get a sense of who any of us are, it's who I am in relation to others. In other words, we are who we are because of the interactions and relationships we build with others. 
the more intentional we can be, the more intentional and fulfilling and meaningful these relationships can be. Now, let's remind ourselves that Daniel Goleman and others explore four dimensions of the interpersonal part of emotional and social intelligence. There's social awareness, right? It's comprised of two key areas, attunement, listening to nonverbal signals and what is not said verbally, and social cognition, understanding others and the social world. Social facility is comprised of self-presentation, engaging fully with presence, and influence, shaping outcomes with care. It enables us to understand the proto-conversations that are happening. Proto-conversations are those conversations that are happening beneath the conversation we may think we're having, or the only conversation we think we're having. And this helps us to stay curious, especially when there's a lot of uncertainty. It also helps us to build rapport with others. Well, again, this is not rocket science. This is the stuff that is absolutely critical to our capacity to influence others as a force for good. But it's not always as easy to put into practice. So let's take a moment to reflect. Grab your journals or a piece of paper or notebook and take a few moments to get honest with ourselves. Ask ourselves, what gets in the way of me tuning into others and the social world? What gets in the way of me bringing my full presence and shaping outcomes effectively? What gets in the way of me leading with emotional and social intelligence? As we continue, we're going to be exploring the three C's of compassion and how compassion is actually a strategy for us to lead with greater intentionality and with emotional and social intelligence. <laughs> 